Hello, listeners of the Yours Truly podcast. Welcome to episode 88. This is me. This is the voice of Claire Tuning, your host, the non-diet registered dietitian behind everything here at Yours Truly Nutrition. And I'm really, really glad that you are joining my special guest and I for episode 88 here of the show. So before I get into introducing our special guest and bragging on her and giving you the scoop, giving you the deets, if you will, of our conversation and what you are in for here today. As always, I'm going to share a couple of updates. We got our Goal Slayer post of the week that we have to feature and a couple cool things that we are doing here at Yours Truly. So first and foremost, I don't really know how the sound of this recording is going to come out, but if you hear a little bit of extra noise or some rustling going on in the the background that is actually the sound of a creek, like running water through a creek. I am actually down here in Southern Virginia. You may have noticed if you follow me on Instagram that many of my stories and my TikTok backgrounds are not Washington DC and the Arlington area. I am very grateful. I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode that my family has some property in the literal middle of nowhere Virginia. So what more of a perfect place is there to come and shelter in place than in the middle of nowhere? So Aiden and myself are down here sheltering in place, hunkering down in a different location, if you will. And I have really enjoyed the sights, the sounds, seeing a little bit more sky and fresh air than usual. I think we can all agree that the one thing that we can enjoy right now is maybe a little bit of air, a little bit of outdoors, whether that's opening a window, whether that's stepping outside into the sunlight for like five minutes a day, whatever that looks like for you. I hope it is maybe bringing you a little bit of joy because I know it's definitely working for me. But yeah, the sound, if you can hear it at all, it rained like crazy yesterday. Like I have not heard it or seen it rain this hard in a while. I woke up this morning, there was like standing water in a lot of the yard, the creek that runs, you know, throughout the property right down by the house. It seems like is a foot, maybe a couple of feet higher. I took a couple of pictures and I was thinking, nope, today is not the day that I wanna dip my toe in the water because not only is it roaring through like super crazy, kind of scarily fast, but also it is muddy. (laughs) The water does not look as pristine and clear as it usually does. Thank you, mother nature. But hopefully we'll be gearing up for a really beautiful spring I love her. This is turning into like a weather report all of a sudden. But the last thing I have to say before we transition is one of the main reasons why I love Virginia. Uh, I grew up here, so of course it has a lot of memories for me there. But I also love Virginia because we get to experience all four seasons. If you live in a state, 
maybe even in a country, but if you live in a state here in the US where you don't experience all four seasons, you'll have to shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know how you love that. Do you like it being summer all the time? Do you like it always being winter? I'm always curious because I do love my transitional seasons or all seasons really. So I'm gonna hop off of my uh, weather <laughs> reporter pedestal here because I know you probably really care about the rain and the seasons here in Virginia. LOL not, although I do enjoy talking about it, but I would love to take a couple of moments to feature our Goal Slayer post of the week and then of course intro our very special guest. So let me get my right screen pulled up here. Am I the only person that has like literally a thousand tabs open at all times on their browser? I really hope I'm not alone in this because this is me every single day. But I have found our correct tab and the goal slayer featured post that I would like to share with you all here on the podcast today actually comes from one of my newer one-on-one -on -one clients, someone who has joined our one-on-one -on -one coaching community rather recently. And she posted this as a reflection after our first one-on-one -on -one call. So she writes, I had my first call with Claire today and two goals that we set for myself were to stop weighing myself and to use a gentler tone when I am talking about my actions. For example, not using judgmental language, not saying things like I should or I shouldn't have done that. If you guys want to share some of your short-term personal goals that you have set for yourself, feel free to comment some below. So a big shout out and a thank you to this current rock star client of mine who not only was super present and focused and ready to learn throughout our first call, but she was also willing to share a couple of her thoughts and takeaways with the community at large. So if you yourself are wondering, you know, what are some things that I can do for me throughout this quarantine time, I would encourage you to ask, you know, are there any goals or habits, mindsets or behaviors that I'm maybe engaging in on a daily basis or a frequent basis that when I am doing those things, when I'm thinking that way, when I'm engaging in that habit, I just don't feel that awesome. Maybe that habit takes away value from my life. Maybe it adds more stress. Maybe it adds more anxiety. All things that I think we can all agree we don't really need more of at any time in our life, but especially through what we are all living through right now. I call these questions or these types of goals in my coaching program with my clients. All of them will recognize this language, but I call it the low hanging fruit, right? What is something that you're doing, a way that you're thinking that is not adding value that is, again, like I said earlier, adding stress, adding more unease into your life, and how can you maybe work to take a step back? Maybe for you, that's working on more rest. Maybe for you, that's working on more inclusive or more uplifting language, as my client here mentioned. Maybe for you, again, also as she mentioned, it's stepping away from the scale if every time you report to that plastic box, whatever we want to call it, if every time you step there is really making you say negative things, is not helping you to nourish your body, is coming at the expense of your mindset, you know, any of these things that you can identify, yep, 
I'm doing this and it is not helpful, could it maybe be beneficial for me to put some distance between me and that behavior, me and that thought? And if so, how can I meet myself halfway and taking one step to getting there, right? We never want to go from zero to a hundred all at once, but maybe you say, well, instead of reporting to the scale every day this week, maybe I'll report once or twice, you know, whatever kind of feels challenging and at the same time, it feels accessible and realistic. That's kind of the, the golden spot we are searching for when it comes to goals. We say this is new, this is challenging, and at the same time, I feel it is realistic and I'm excited by it and I know the change that it could produce in my life could be helpful, maybe in more ways than one. So I'm gonna stop off, step off of my coach soapbox here. I love talking about goals, the low hanging fruits as all of my clients know, but I just wanted to share this takeaway and maybe a little actionable item for you, our listeners here on the podcast. So as always, if you are hearing me share about our Yours Truly Goal Slaying Facebook community and you would love to come join us, you are more than welcome to. I think the power of virtual communities is really shining right now. Now when we are all kind of forced in a way to connect with people online or in virtual settings. We would love to have you if you are interested in intuitive eating, improving your relationship with food and your body. It is a really wonderful and inclusive and uplifting space for any and all who are on any iteration of this intuitive eating journey. So if you want to find us, check us out, the best way you can do so is either by visiting my bio on Instagram. There is a link to the application to join our community there. You can also search the Yours Truly Goal Slayers on Facebook, request to join our private community, and then I will message you the link to the application from there. So if you take the latter route, keep an eye on your inbox because the application does have to be filled out prior to joining simply because we have some ground rules. I want you to know what the community is about and I would love to get to know you a little bit. So that being said, da -da -da -da, let me get to my other screen. Y'all, it is a time here being a one woman show with a thousand tabs. <laughs> that kind of sounds like the name of a book, one woman show with a thousand tabs. I don't know, but that's sell. Anybody, let me know. I'm speaking out loud here. But I am really excited to introduce today's guest, our featured podcast guest, if you will. Her name is Molly Bremer, and I am incredibly excited for all of you to hear from her today. So Molly, I'm going to read a little bit about Molly and her bio so you all can get to know her before she speaks, but she is a passionate registered dietitian who specializes in the treatment of eating disorders through an intuitive eating and health at every size lens. She realized her appreciation for individualized nutrition after she enrolled in a nutrition counseling course during college. As a natural people person, she revels in the opportunity to talk with others about their relationship to food. Her goal is to help her clients embrace their unique and deeply personal food journey in order to work together to forge a path that feels right for them. Molly has a master of nutrition science, master of science, there we go, in human nutrition, foods, and exercise with a concentration in behavioral community science and an undergraduate degree in HNFE, which stands for Human Nutrition, Foods, and Exercise, with a concentration in dietetics from Virginia Tech. 
actually, that is not too far from where I am located right now in Virginia. Fun fact. Molly completed her dietetic internship at the University of Virginia. Talk about a rivalry there for any of our Virginia folks which had a strong clinical emphasis that helped her learn about nutrition support, AKA feeding tubes and pediatrics. After leaving Charlottesville, she interned at the, at the Partnership for a Healthier America, a federal nonprofit. Soon after, she joined the wonderful Mind Body Health team, seeing clients and speaking at local schools and university. A Northern Virginia native, Molly has always appreciated the food scene and proximity to DC. When she is not working with clients, Molly enjoys exploring hiking trails, listening to podcasts, riding her bike, eating yummy food around DC, and going on adventures with friends. So I'm really, really excited to share my conversation with Molly with all of you here today. As you will hear us talk about on the episode, it was actually Molly's first podcast interview. I'm finally connecting the dots here as I'm reading her bio where she says she loves listening to podcasts. Well, now she can check it off her bucket list of not only listening to podcasts, but being behind the scenes of one. So Molly, if you are listening, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your schedule to connect with me to share some of your expertise on intuitive eating, especially during this interesting and challenging time that we are all living through right now. So if you are thinking to yourself, okay, but what are you guys going to be talking about? I'll give you a little bit of a teaser. We are talking about why diet culture messages are really ramping up in light of everything COVID-19 focused, what you can do or some strategies if you have found yourself questioning your hunger or maybe fearing flexibility or around certain foods or letting certain foods back in your life. And we also talk about the idea of productivity. Is it okay to sometimes just allow ourselves to be and not have to be like the most productive person ever? So without further ado, I, like I've said a million times already, but I can't say it enough. Molly is wonderful. She makes me smile every time I speak with her. So I hope you will leave this episode feeling the same way. So again, without further ado, here is my conversation with Molly. Enjoy. Listeners of the Yours Truly podcast, I'm sitting here with my friend Molly. Molly, how are you? How you hanging in there? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. I think we're somewhere in the late 20s of quarantine. Um, so yeah, taking it, trying to take it day by day. Yeah, uh, currently feeling okay. Yeah, I think that's what we're all trying to do, right? Take it one day at a time. We are recording this. This will be released a couple weeks from now, but we're recording this on April 9th. So who knows where we might be a couple of weeks from now, but day by day, I think is a, a good way to phrase it. So before we dive into our episode, that's going to be intuitive eating during COVID, all things kind of considered, we have to play our game called this or that. So are you ready, Ms. Molly. Oh, yes. Okay. Very important question to start. Cookies or brownies? Ooh, brownies. My mom makes really good brownies and she used to always keep them. She would like make a batch and then freeze them and put them in the uh, freezer. And they are so good. My brother still does that. He lives down in Colorado. He'll just like bake my mom's brownies and then do that. And I I need to get on my baking game. Yeah. (laughs) 
eat them when, uh, so you bake them and then you put them in the freezer? Yeah. So we'll okay. bake them and then like bake extra and put oh. those in the freezer. So my question is, frozen. yeah, I was going to say, do you eat them cold or do you like <laughs> let them thaw? <laughs> my brother likes eating them cold. I like letting that, like I'll usually heat it in the microwave. Okay. So I can like taste it more. I think that was something we learned in food science of like heat and chocolate. You can like taste it better. Okay. And like, not to mention, it'll be like extra gooey. And I feel like that's always delightful when I'm eating something chocolatey. I want it to be like melt in your mouth. Good. Mm -hmm. right? That's what I'm looking for. So brownie yeah. person, question two, spring or fall? I know both are lovely, but if you had to pick one spring, fall, what do you prefer most? Yeah, that's a great question. I think currently it's spring and it makes me really happy, but I really like fall and I'm probably just saying this because of the current state, but there's no allergies. Well, I don't have allergies in the fall. Yeah. And I think it's just like so crisp and it smells so good outside. Yeah, I think I'm a fall person. I think I think my answer depends on what season it currently is. Like if you ask me this question at the dawning of spring, I'm like spring. But if you ask me when it's fall, I'm like, oh, I'm totally a fall person. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a shape shifter. I know. And since I just had to take allergy meds before going on this, I'm like, yeah. nope. We're going to go with fall today. Fall, for sure. <laughs> and like, oh, there's just something about like the colors and apples. Like I'm a huge crisp, like apple donut, apple cider, apple cobbler, mm -hmm. literally anything apple flavor. I'm a huge fan of. And fall is definitely conducive to that. Um, yeah. So next one, I'm hoping with this question, you are a music fan, because if you're not, this question might not land, but Spotify or Apple music, as far as music providers go. Hmm. I didn't even know that it was called Apple Music. So you can probably guess I'm going to say Spotify. Um, yeah, I love Spotify. Um, I had iTunes and like took me a while to make the switch. Yeah. But I guess now iTunes is Apple Music. I think, all right, don't quote me on this podcast. I'm probably going to get a review. She has no idea what she's talking about. Um, I think iTunes is still a thing, like where you go and purchase your music or download. Mm -hmm. But Apple Music, I, I think, I don't have this. I'm definitely a Spotify gal. But I think it's kind of like a subscription service, kind of like Spotify is. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did I get notifications know? for it because I have like Apple products. But I'm like, Spotify has had my loyalty for years. And I love too how they do that end of the year wrap up, right? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. 2016 was my best music year and I will probably never go up from there. <laughs> what came out in 2016? Like what was one of the, the headliners there? If you remember. I don't even think any of them are headliners. I'm so slow to like listen to things, but yeah. it was a year that I did a bike trip. So like all these songs that my friends really liked, they shared with me. And then, so it's like Avicii, Oh. And the song about peaches and Mr. Wives mixed in with like, um, like piano music and instrumentals because that's okay. the year I was like in grad school. Uh huh. <laughs> so some, most you did of the something calming. <laughs> yeah, and then like Harry Potter comes on, and I'm like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love the diversity there in that 2016 feed. <laughs> love it. I know. Oh, Very so diverse. Next one here, we have two more. So when it comes to TV, are you more of like a drama series type of person? Like, I don't know, Ozark or Grey's Anatomy or How to Get Away with Murder, or do you prefer reality television? Hmm. 
That's a good question. I think currently I would say reality. My mm-hmm. roommate, Natalie, loves reality TV. Yeah. And since we share a TV, I've been watching a lot more of like Love is Blind. We watch The Circle. Um, we all watch The Bachelor together. Uh-huh. Not saying that those are my favorite shows. Yeah. I, I think I'm like kind of an in-between like friends, like a yeah. light, a light um, series. Okay. But yeah. It's, yeah. I'm smiling. Like, uh, it's so funny. You said your roommate's name is Natalie, who loves reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. I had a roommate in college. She's still one of my best friends. I talk to her very regularly. Nat, if you ever listen to this, hi. She is like the reality TV queen. We always shared a TV. Her name was Natalie as well. Maybe it's something about the name. Wow. <laughs> I really think that there is something there. I'm going to have to tell her that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have to tell my Natalie. Yeah, I'll have to tell my Natalie. And uh, if anyone who is listening is named Natalie and you also love reality TV, let us know. <laughs> yes, please DM us. <laughs> um, so final one here. I know where we live, we have kavas. So I'm hoping you've tried mm-hmm. a kava. So my mm-hmm. question for you is kava or chipotle? And for anybody who doesn't know what kava is, it's kind of like a chipotle style Mediterranean food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like instead of burritos, they have like pitas, um, hummus, things like that. Um, Wow. This is hard. I think I overdid it with both of them. So I'm like kind of sick of both of them, but I I really do love kava. I go there a lot with clients and I just, I love like just all the different dips that you can get. Mm. It makes it so like refreshing. Oh my gosh. Their tzatziki and their feta dip my crazy feta yeah (laughs) you're like i know the name of the dip yes (laughs) i know it's such a weird name but i love it (laughs) yeah i love mixing them together oh i'm making myself want kava now but i think you know chipotle is always delicious but since i've been introduced to kava when i moved up to the northern virginia area i think i would have to choose that as well it's just very refreshing and i feel like there's more flavors than there is at chipotle i think so too chipotle was like the hit of like end of high school for me 2016 that was like what all the cool kids were eating (laughs) yeah yeah well yeah well yeah 2012 man (laughs) um and that was like the big thing and then I think kava wave hit I mean at Tyson's mall we're both in northern Virginia so at Tyson's mall there the line to kava when it first opened was like outside of the mall it was crazy yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the the line to get into a lot of grocery stores now, right? Yeah, I'm in yeah this, seriously. This COVID season. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for playing this or that. I feel like anyone who's listening in maybe knows some fun facts about you. But you know, as we kind of dive into our episode here, I'd love for you to just give a little brief intro: who you are, you're a dietitian, so maybe describe a little bit about what your work looks like there. Yeah. So I grew up in Northern Virginia, mm-hmm. um, went to school at Virginia Tech, and then matched for my dietetic internship at UVA. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back in Virginia. So I've basically been in Virginia my whole life. Um, I started as like an exercise science major mm-hmm. during high school. My dad was like, trying to help me figure out what I wanted to do because honestly I wasn't like a star student in high school and I didn't really know what I was like even good at. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like average 
And then he was like, well, you really love to help people. So maybe you could do some type of like therapy work. Mm -hmm. So at the end of high school, I shadowed an occupational therapist, a speech therapist, and a physical therapist. And out of all three of those, my mom was an OT. So she was pushing for that. But I, I liked the like diversity of like people that you could work with with physical therapy. And you could definitely do that in speech and OT. But for me, physical therapy was like really cool. I shadowed somebody like a PT who said that she worked at a jail during her like first few years. And then now she works with like little, like tiny babies. Uh And it was so cool. Um, And then I was at school and I just wasn't really into physical therapy anymore. I had to do it that summer Mm -hmm. uh, for a tendon injury and it didn't result in great things for me. I ended up having to get surgery. So I think I was like partially just like frustrated. And then um, we had dietetics at school. So I was like, well, I'm doing a lot of like my own research, aka probably disorderedness going on. Yeah. I'm going to um, look into this major. So I switched over to dietetics and it was cool. I mean, I'm sure you can relate. It's it was very competitive. Yeah. And like, I mean, a lot of us can identify as type A. Mm-hmm. And I think I have some attributes of being type A. I think I am a little bit more type B, which sometimes doesn't work well for me in this field, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it was kind of rough. Like I felt like my cohort was very competitive with each other. Um, and I just didn't really feel like I fit in with the major like I didn't like salads when we would like eat I like felt like I had to order certain things like Mm -hmm. everybody ran a lot like Mm -hmm. a lot of my friends were since I was a human nutrition foods exercise major they were like working out all the time Mm -hmm. um running like basically like half marathons before 8 a.m and I'd be like rolling in late like hair wet and just like there yeah um and it wasn't until that 2016 period (laughs) when I was training for this bike trip um I like did indoor cycling before but I've never ridden a bike like really outside too often besides Mm -hmm. just like a little bit with my family and I like did was training for this bike trip on like a hybrid bike not a road bike which is kind of funny and I started list I like was really bored because I just biked on the same trail so I typed in food on podcasts Mm -hmm. and then Love Food Podcast by Julie Duffy Dillon came on. And I just like started listening to them like an episode, like every time that I would like start training. And it was so amazing. Like I felt so seen and heard. Mm -hmm. And there was this one about like a dietitian, dietetic student who didn't fit in. And I was like, oh my God, I think I wrote this. Yeah. Um, So I like started to like get really interested in intuitive eating and then learned about health at every size. Um, I worked at a nonprofit for a little bit, worked at AK was like unpaid intern, but Uh it was a lot of fun and I love that team, but I really miss talking to individuals and doing nutrition counseling. So I joined a few practices here in Northern Virginia. And then recently in January, I went down to just one practice Mm -hmm. and I work with people who have eating disorders and um, like a ton of different kind of people, some 
who come in with like GI issues or hormonal health issues that they want to talk about and it's been really, really cool. So rewarding as I know that, you know, like working yeah. with individuals, I always was like, I want to go macro with the work that I do so I can reach more people. But there is so much power with doing some micro work and then also being able to do some macro with like Instagram and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. I, I always love hearing people's stories of how they not only came into their career field, but especially here in the dietetics field, how you found intuitive eating, health at every size, because I know I can speak for my upbringing education wise in saying that that really isn't something I ever heard about in mm -hmm. my programs, in my classes, in my internships. So I'm always curious to hear how other like-minded providers, like when was the first time you heard of it? Like, how did that make you feel? And it sounds like for you, when you were biking and you came across the Love Food podcast, for anyone who's listening and you're looking for another podcast to listen to if you don't already, a really wonderful podcast in a very unique formatting too, right? It's mm -hmm. all in kind of letter format, people writing to, to food and, and having her respond. But it sounds like for you, you heard that and it was kind of something new and unique that you hadn't really run across yet in your coursework. And it sounds like it kind of struck a chord. It's like, I need to help people in this way, right? This is how I feel seen and heard. So maybe I want to show up that way for other people. Is that kind of what it was like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. was just like such a different take on nutrition. Um, and something that just like fit my personality a lot better. Mm -hmm. I've never been like super, like I was saying, like type A, like doing like things, like measuring things and all that doesn't really fit me well and like the way that I view the world. Um, so it just is so cool that having like something that like resonates so like deeply yeah, is something that I'm just so glad that it was out there and that mm -hmm. I was able to listen to it then because I was just reading something on, there was like an Instagram, uh, Facebook post from this one lady who said that she didn't find it out until a few years, um, years ago. And she like took a break from being a dietitian and she like went to business school because she just was so tired of traditional dietetics. And I, I'm sure that probably could have happened to me. So oh, yeah. Yeah. I know you're not the only person who feels that way, like any fellow dietitians who are listening or maybe any, you know, people in general who are thinking, yeah, like I once thought the only approach to eating or nourishing my body was doing the measuring and the weighing and being so exact like that in my coursework, that very much turned me off. That kind of made my inner rebel shout like, I don't want to do that, right? You can't tell me exactly what to do or, you know, how much to eat of X, Y, and Z. So I think it is a very refreshing message for people who feel like this doesn't fit me or there has to be a different approach to kind of have that permission slip to say there are other ways to talk about eating and food and caring for our bodies, which is actually kind of a, a really good segue into what we are, are here to chat about today. So I, I mentioned before we hit record that I wanted to stay as current with the times as we can and offer some perspective for our listeners as far as all of these messages that we see about how we quote unquote should be eating or moving during this COVID-19 season or being in our 
our homes, I think a lot of those messages are really harmful and they uh, really kind of like box us into feeling like what we need to be doing or what we should be doing and how that should look a certain way. So before we kind of dive into some tactical tips and maybe pointers and takeaways, I'm curious to know your perspective on like so many of these diety messages. Like why do you think they're coming out now? Do you think they hold any validity? That's kind of a loaded question, but I'm, I'm curious to know what you think about these messages that really aren't so helpful these days. Yeah. I think that there's, it's so fascinating. I think Brenna from the Wellful said this really well, but she was like, it takes a pandemic for us to realize what we're truly uh, scared of, which is weight, weight gain. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like the amount of people who are talking about food is crazy. Yeah. Like everywhere, it's like talking about wearing masks, talking about healthcare workers, talking about food. It's like the three things that are on like any media outlet. Um, yeah, it seems like it's been a very diety time. I feel like I'm a little in my own little silo of non-diet, so I don't see it as much. Yeah. And I like try to do that to like protect myself from just mm -hmm. like feeling really angry and helpless. Um, but I've heard from clients that they, there's one of my clients this morning was just telling me that people are like doing, engaging in behaviors that are just like so silly to like try to work out mm -hmm. and people are just so worried about being like with themselves and being home and surrounded by food. And I think that that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that when you live in a diet culture world, you're really worried about food all the time and you're able to kind of like navigate your life in a way that it's not all about food like you're like okay I'm at work and then some people like use that as an opportunity to like be away from foods that they enjoy and things yeah. like that and I think that now it's kind of like all these things are kind of coming in ahead and a lot of people are struggling like even like my friends are like saying things and I I don't know I think that it's just it's such a hard time and I think that we need to be like really gentle with ourselves and compassionate yeah, yeah. and I, I couldn't agree more with with everything that you said and isn't it interesting that so many of these like dieting messages that are really ramping up now they kind of preach the opposite of being gentle with yourself it's right okay you know there's this pandemic sweeping the globe there is you know everyone is in a heightened sense of stress and fear and uncertainty and you know we're just going to ignore that and give you this unrealistic standards of things that you quote unquote should be doing and then when you fail to adhere it's your fault right which adds more stress and more guilt and more fear so again i couldn't agree more with everything that you're saying and i'm hoping everyone who is listening picked up on something very subtle that you said, but you mentioned like for your own self-care and your own nurturance in a way, you're trying to kind of toe the line and be very mindful of what content you are consuming, right? So I think a first and foremost takeaway, if everyone hasn't done this already, just go through your feed. If you see something like, wow, 
that's really not bringing me to a helpful place or that's really not contributing healthfully to my mindset. Just give yourself permission to opt out and know that the unfollow, the mute is not personal, but it can kind of be a way to set a boundary in a way that's self-caring. So speaking of self-care and setting boundaries, I know something that I have been hearing a lot, and I know you can probably echo this as well from your own work and just being a human (laughs) yourself. Uh, But I find that a lot of people who I'm talking to, whether they're clients or again, things I see on social media, there is a lot of fear or unease around, well, what if my eating does look different right now? Or what if my movement patterns look different from normal? And I think that the fact that things are different is causing a lot of stress and anxiety. So I'm curious from your perspective, what might you say to someone who is listening, who's like, wow, I'm really struggling with how different everything feels and eating different foods and maybe resting more. What are maybe some thoughts or some tips you have for them to maybe work to get a little bit more comfortable with the discomfort, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I think that's something that I'm hearing across the board. Um, I think the first thing that I'll usually tell clients is like, this makes sense. Like we are in a pandemic. If you weren't feeling like discomfort or feeling like things are different, like maybe that would be more worrisome than feeling it. So I think that this is like, it's good that they're acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there's like a large push to kind of like what we were saying before, like stay the same and do better. Mm -hmm. And I, don't really think that's helpful, especially like, I don't know. We're just, we're, this stuff is so new to us. Like nobody knows what's right and everybody's just throwing their opinions out there. But what I think is most helpful is like, we don't want to like try to like go back to where you were before because like we're not there. So like, what can we do in the present that can be helpful? It's going to look so different. I mean, a lot of the adolescents that I work with are not at school and like school's like finally starting to ramp up or like start again I guess in Northern Virginia next week but I'm not gonna be like oh let's go back to your normal like wake up at seven in the morning and then like go walking as if you would walk to school or the bus stop like I don't know I just think that there's like such this like desire to like go back to our normal routines which makes a lot of sense because that's what we're used to but I think during these strange times it's helpful to like kind of acknowledge it and be like, yeah, times are weird. And what can I do that can make today better? And like, what can I do to have like some semblance of a routine, Mm -hmm. but not put like so much pressure on like a strict schedule? Yeah. Yeah. Something that I like a, a phrase that I have been saying a lot with my clients and even to myself is like loose structure, right? Yeah. I love that. It has to look this way exactly this time or else, but it's okay. I know that in order to make me feel safe in some way, I like to have a little bit of a routine, right? But I'm going to make that a loose routine, right? So maybe what are a couple things that I want to be able to do in the morning? What are a couple things that I want to be able to do in the evening, right? I feel like for me, at least, and for the individuals who I work with, that idea of loose structure has been really helpful to bring a little bit of of normalcy. And two, 
The other thing that you said that I loved, I like tried to prevent my jaw hitting the floor when you said this, but you mentioned, and I don't want to butcher your words. I'm going to have to go and like take this clip and put it everywhere. But you're saying it's normal that we want to go back to our quote unquote normal routine and have that regularity in a sense, but you also said at the same time, but we're not there, right? We're not there anymore. So why don't we find out what right now is going to look like and we can long for normal. And since we're not there, it also makes sense that right now is going to look and feel a lot different. So you got me with that one, Molly. That was a, <laughs> a great phrase there. So something else that I think kind of fits in with this, and you had a social media post on this recently, and we'll tell people where to find you on social at the end of our episode. But I want to talk a little bit about productivity. <laughs> I use that word in air quotes because I think I've seen and heard the P word more recently than I typically do in quote unquote normal life. But you had in this post, and I quote, it's okay if your to-do list is just make it through the day. So I'm kind of curious what inspired this and kind of what is the main message that, that this post is infused with that you kind of want to convey to people. Yeah, yeah, that one definitely came from, I think like when we do these Instagram posts, a lot of them come from like a personal feeling that like resonates with us and that we want to share with others. And that one, I think I heard it during like a meditation, not word for word like that because plagiarism, but it was something about like, if like keeping things simple right now is okay. Like it's okay to not do all these different things that people are doing um, or trying to do during COVID. I think it really resonated with me because yeah, I'm somebody that's struggled with like having to be productive. something that I think I've had ever since, I mean, I can remember it in high school and it's like taken a lot of like undoing for me. And I can just see like a younger Molly in high school who's like on Instagram and is like, oh my gosh, I have to do all these things. And then just feeling so overwhelmed that like my reaction to overwhelm is like laying on my bed and just like looking at the ceiling or like scrolling on my phone. And I don't want that to happen to everybody. So I think it's just like giving ourselves a permission slip that I I like it also resonated with me because we had like a supervision at the place that I work with a bunch of the therapists and other dietitians. And it was, I think the first or second week after like we were quarantined and they, one of the therapists was like, it's just been so hard for me to even like write notes after sessions. Like sometimes like my notes have been getting behind and I, um just only have the capacity to work like put my energy into working with clients and I was like yes I am just like there's so much energy that I want to put into my client sessions and since my energy overall my tank is pretty low I try to like do things to conserve that energy so I can like give it back out whether that's like um, like limiting friend interactions during the week. Like I'll tell my friends, like sometimes I can talk to you if I don't have that many clients, but like on the weekends is usually better for me just because talking to people a lot is kind of like a heavy burden. Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you do it for your job too. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I know I got a little bit off track, but I think that it's important and to like, just acknowledge that 
it's okay to just like make it through the day. You don't have to bake sourdough bread. You don't have to do an at-home hit workout, like just make it through. Yeah. And I think that's a, like that message of hearing a healthcare provider like yourself saying like, it's okay to make it through and conserve your energy in any way that you need to, or make sense. I think kind of coming back to what we were saying at the beginning of the episode, where like finding intuitive eating for you is like that breath of fresh air. I think that message of permission, like in this strange, chaotic, stressful time can be really, really helpful and refreshing for people whose feeds are filled with do all the things, right? Learn a thousand new skills or else because I get overwhelmed too by those messages, right? Um, And I think it's really important to kind of know talking about like interceptive awareness, right? And picking up what is my body telling me or what are my cues right now? Knowing what your symptoms of like overwhelm are, right? How does your body Mm -hmm. communicate that to you? And maybe even using this time to grow a little bit more in tune to, you know, some of those cues or signals or feedback your body is offering. So we can act in ways that are, you know, self-nurturing and preserving of our energy and all of those things, which I love. So my final couple of questions for you as we come to wrap up here, I know we talked a little bit about before we hit record that you are doing something pretty awesome with some other providers as well to offer mealtime support for anyone who might feel like they need a little bit of extra connection and support kind of in this time. So would you let everyone know what this is and where they can find it if they might find that beneficial yeah so through instagram a few really cool providers started this instagram handle it's at covid 19 number 19 eating support um sure claire will put in the show notes Mm -hmm. um but it's just it's a place that i just like stumbled upon because it looked like other providers were doing it where there's somebody on there almost like every waking hour of the day. I mean, like people from Australia are on at like two in the morning. Like, it's just like really fascinating when I was looking at the like schedule and like how, like when I was trying to sign up for a time, how many people are there and willing to like give their time to help others during this like really chaotic kind of crazy time when meals and snacking just feel so much harder. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was something that I wanted to do. And then I just like DM them on Instagram. And then I joined this Facebook group and you just have to answer a few questions about like what health at every size is and things like that. Um, so that they know that everybody who's doing this is health at every size right. informed. Um, I had my first one on Monday and I'll be on, I think Mondays at 9 PM and then Tuesdays at 8 PM with Lauren. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so much fun. Yeah. I like had Thai food and it was so funny because I'm re- recording this in my bedroom, but like everything's been in my bedroom. <laughs> uh, and I was like eating Thai food in my bedroom. And I was like, I can't believe people can see me right now. Like it just looked like I was like FaceTiming myself, but like people were commenting. Yeah. And I like asked people were eating and where they were from. And we had some Virginia people. Um, and then some people from like all over. And asked them like really good questions and shared how they were 
doing with all this stuff and how recovery has been harder and how they can't get into treatment centers right now. And it's, it was just like, I, I learned a lot from yeah. people commenting and it was just like a really cool way to connect with people. Um, it's been something that I've been telling my clients that they should look at if they're like struggling to have a snack and usually like we would eat things in person and, mm -hmm. um, we do still eat together virtually, but if they like, not there all the time. Like now they have support all the time, which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. It's been really cool to see. I agree that in this time where it's kind of uncharted territory for all of us to see how people in general and providers especially are coming together to offer more support and more outreach for people who are maybe feeling more isolated or more challenged by everything that's going on right now. And I think that's especially important in eating disorder recovery, disordered eating, like if eating is hard in any way, shape or form, I will be sure to put that in the show notes so people can find it because I didn't necessarily realize that it was almost at like every waking hour. It sounds like it's a really awesome base of people to keep this going for as much or as little support as people might need. So you said at COVID number 19 eating support, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, we will be sure to put that in the show notes, but as we are wrapping up here, a big thank you is most definitely in order for your time. I'm really excited to have this episode to put out in a time where I feel like we need more messages like this. But for anyone who is hearing you speak and wants to see more of your content, some of those posts or tweets like I was talking about, where is maybe the best place for people to find you and connect with you? Yeah. Thanks for having me, Claire. Um, I want to say that first. This has been my first podcast interview. So I was super nervous and I feel it. a lot better. <laughs> Um, and I'm so glad that it was Claire. Um, so people can find me mainly on Instagram. My handle is at taco underscore bout B O U T underscore nutrition. Um, came, yeah. One of my friends came up with that and we like had like our, that was like our Instagram. Uh -huh. And then, um, so I just started taking it over and yeah. <laughs> really fun and a good way to meet people like you. Yeah. Um, and then my Gmail or my email account is Molly Bremer, B-R-E-M-E-R at, or R-E-D at gmail.com. Okay. I just made that email account. So <laughs> it took me a while to remember. I love it. Sometimes uh, making new accounts, handles, passwords, it takes a little while for that information to soak in and, and be remembered for sure. Well, I have to say the pun in your Instagram handle, the moment that I ran across you on Instagram, I was like, okay, I love this human already because <laughs> she has a pun in the, the name of her account. But then I realized you were in Northern Virginia. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I know we have to connect. So I'm super glad that we have in person and also here on the show. And for anyone listening, please go check her out. Let you know or let her know that you listen to our show here today. As always, like, love, share the episode, take a screenshot. You can tag Molly and I on Instagram so we know that you have listened. But that is all we have for you today. Podcast family, we will sign off. Yours, Julie, Molly, and Claire. 
All right, Pottyans, there you have it. That's it. That is the show. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Molly. I really hope you are walking away from this episode with a couple of tips, tools, reminders, whatever you want to call them under your belt to help you navigate this challenging and interesting time in a way that is serving and helpful to you in any way, shape, or form. So as always, we are ending our show with a request. If you enjoy in any amount this show, (laughs) the value, the tips that we share, the guests that I bring on, the best way for you to say thank you and to provide a little bit of support back to the show is to leave a rating and a review so that other people can find our show who need and could benefit from hearing this message. So again, Tap those five stars. If you have a couple of extra moments here in quarantine and you would like to leave us a review, let us know what you are loving about the show. And as always, if you are listening on any type of platform, which now that I'm saying that, now that it's coming out of my mouth, I think, well, of course they're listening on a type of platform if you're hearing my words, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Whatever platform you are listening on, take a screenshot, feel free to upload it to social media, feel feel free to tag me and Molly. Let us know that you are listening. And as always, I will be back next Wednesday, bright and early with another episode of the Yours Truly podcast. But until then, take care. Thank you for being here and we'll talk soon.